This is the Champions Coffee Podcast on the Vigo Podcast Network. On this show, we take 20 minutes to celebrate the champions behind higher education student support and experience. These are the individuals who are pushing the boundaries and changing student lives on a daily basis, and we get to hear their stories and their visions for the sector. Hello world and welcome to the Champions Coffee podcast where every week we have coffee with an education professional who is out there on the front lines championing students to be all that they can be. My name is Ben Hallett and I am the CEO and co-founder of Vigo. Now if you don't know what Vigo is, Vigo is a learner support platform that helps educators connect their students to their ecosystem of support services, mentors, tutors, advisors, counsellors, everything in between. And at Vigo, we believe in celebrating the professionals who dream up this student experience and make it tick, which is why that we do this podcast. And this is, uh, in particular, a quite exciting um, episode. And this is the kickoff of a few different episodes that we are doing live from the AIEC 2022 conference uh, on the Gold Coast, Australia. Um, and to kick off our conference series, we are very excited to be joined by Fionn Lim director of the UTS Learning Center. Now, uh, Fionn is the director of UTS Learning Center with the University of, uh, University of Technology, Sydney. She has a background in business and international education and has over a decade of experience in various forms of international education. Fionn's interests, uh, sorry, research interests uh, explore various aspects of international education, particularly third-party arrangements, academic governance, quality assurance and management, and teaching and learning in the international education space. Fionn is an award winner for her PhD thesis and a recipient of the Association for Tertiary Education Management, ATEM, Best Practice Award in the category of the Award for Excellence in Governance and Policy. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Fionn. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks, um, Ben. Thanks for uh, your introductions and having me today. No worries. And, and uh, thank you for being the very first guest that we interview at the AIEC conference and as well, uh, quite a special one because you're attending actually digitally. Yes, I am. Uh, unfortunately, because of uh, various work commitments, it's best that I attend virtually rather than spending time um, trying to fire over. Um, yeah. It allows me some flexibility. Yeah. That, and, that's, and that's the beauty of the modern conference is that you know, in the circumstances where you can't be face-to-face, there is that opportunity to also at least get part of the value by participating online. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, to kick things off, I would love to um, start off with, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and where you fit into the international student success and education space? Um, well, a bit more about myself. I'm actually a Singaporean uh, migrant uh, and has been in the education sectors for a long time. Um, not just in Australia, I have worked um, back in Singapore um, in the education sector. So where do I fit in? I would say is that mm. um, because of my background and the work that I'm doing, as what you have pointed out, I am um, the uh, managing t- uh, uh, learning center for UTS um, in China. Mm-hmm. So in terms of international student success, I would say is that I'm actually interested um, in all aspects of international students, making sure that they could advance in their study and to make mm-hmm. sure that uh, we don't compromise our qualities when we um, provide them with an opportunities to study. Yeah, great. And that, that, that would be, uh, you know, 
quite an interesting challenge to be solving. Um, you know, that that truly cross-border, border, you know, not just cross-border, cross-ocean uh, delivery of the UTS experience wherever they are in the world. Yeah, it is, um, but it's also very um, interesting. Um, yeah. I've been an international student before, so I've gone through quite a bit of the experience that they have gone through as well. Yes, but that is great. That is um, that would that would count for a lot, I can imagine. And and with that, um, you know, for this conference, uh, the theme for the AIEC conference 2022 is beyond borders, and it really frames up the opportunity for institutions to learn how to use digital innovation and data insights to better create opportunities, uh, progressive policies, and share strategies for international students. You know, coming into this conference, you know, what's your current take on that? Um, first of all, I think the, the, the aim to provide these platforms to create opportunities um, and, and to, to sound out and um, share knowledge in terms of building a progressive policies or shared strategies is, uh, is admirable. I, I think I, I like that it's a positive step forward for the sector as a whole. Um, but more importantly, um, I think we, we need to also um, consider the facts that there are two other um, two other main pointers of objective, which is quite important to frame this um, objective to create opportunities. I think that's about providing sustainable, accessible and diverse education offering. And because it's international education, I think over the last two years, um, COVID has actually taught us one thing, um, the world is a whole. We, we shouldn't be operating in silo and international educations could actually uh, function as an equalizer that breaks national, cultural and political divides. So I, I would sum up mm. and say is that the objectives of this conference is very well taught through um, and mm. hopefully all participants um, get to realize this objective at the end of the three days conference. Yeah, wow! I love the way you put that. The uh, the equalizer, um, international education is the equalizer. I, I I can't remember the last few things you said there, but that was a beautiful sentence. Yeah. Um, look, um, educations um, bring people very close together to share um, their thoughts, to learn, um, even mm-hmm. as students or even as a teaching. Um, academics or researcher or even a professional staff. I think that's more value to, to, to just thinking that this is a service that we could sell as a country, as an institution. Mm. There really is a bridge for us to build um, mutual understanding. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think that's, um, I totally agree with you. And, and I think there's, there's a really interesting convergence of a few um a few necessary trends, you know, particularly over the last years, but, you know, with international education and the, um, the, the mission to make it truly borderless, that you can, you can achieve that academic uh, outcome wherever you are in the world. I think that is quite interesting as an equalizer. But then when you mix that with the uh, remote work and how, you know, what we've gone through in COVID the last couple of years of the ability for, Actually, you can be anywhere in the world, but achieve the outcome that we want in this, you know, this company or this institution. And, you know, particularly in that, I think an interesting conversation being where we go from um, regional based mm. uh, pricing for 
um, salaries and remuneration to actually just value-based. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. We don't care as long as you can achieve the outcome. And, and so I think the combination of being able to, you know, become the professional version of yourself that you want to be from anywhere in the world, but then the ability to work anywhere in the world and really just contribute value equally anywhere in the world. I just get so excited about those, those things. Yep. Yep. Um, quite rightly pointed out, Ben. Um, it's borderless and it's increasingly so um, in, in this world. Mm. Yeah. And I'd love to, um, at this point, kind of go back and uh, what was, what got you into the, um, into the education space? What was that founding story for you? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I've been in the professional lines for a long time back in Singapore. Um, and at some point in time, I start questioning myself, you know, um, changing the, the balance sheet sometimes doesn't give as much satisfactions and it starts having some reflections and wonder what, what do you want in life. I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm able to test out working in different industries and um, given a chance to, be, to, to, to further enhance my own educational background as well. And that's where I come across these opportunities to work for the private higher education sector in Singapore. And that's where it opens up um, a learning space and opportunities to see how the Australia and the US and the UK universities try to come into Singapore at the times where we are opening up and trying to become an educational hub. And one thing leads on to another. So I decided, mm. hey, this is really quite an interesting space. I came mm. to Australia to do my PhD and then I mm. started teaching in various universities. One thing leads on to another. Um, so yeah, and that's where I uh, ended up in the education sector. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, end up into education in a similar way, you know, it might not have been the original objective, but they're just, you know, you dabble, you dabble, you, 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 um, you get that experience, you get that outcome that only being involved in education can give you. And then it suddenly it becomes your career and your life focus. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it is. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I must say I'm very blessed um, to be given uh, various opportunities to explore yeah, different areas of university sector as well. Great. And, and could I ask, um, you know, when it comes to student support and student experience, um, could I ask, you know, what, what services and what are you involved with uh, at UTS and, and what does success look like, um, yeah, in your portfolio? Um, thanks for that question, Ben. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting question for myself because I'm managing this um, learning centre, which is a collaboration between UTS and Shanghai universities. And I have this um, group of students who reside um, in China um, and, and what kind of support services can we provide has become a glaring question when I first joined UTS. And I, I, we, are, we are on the ground with the students um, being there and with the, um, the, the distance, um, the time differences, um, the technical challenges, um, the resources we have within Sydney itself, how much can we provide them, but they do need the services. So we, we work quite closely with the um, partner universities, but having says that um, over the years since I've joined, um, we we try to um, 
understand that in that context, students are sometimes not seen as independent um, students or independent adults. They do need a little bit more um, proactive um, support mm. to get them over the all these administrative um, hurdles, mm-hmm. IT hurdles. So mm. um, we, we started a, a very interesting um you uh, chat platforms where we pull students into the same platforms and using a platform that they are familiar with. But having said that, to ensure that they can reach out to my colleagues in Sydney, we um, build up an IT systems where um, rather than expecting the students to use their China phone to try to ring an international call to reach out to our IT colleagues in um, mm. in Sydney, we, we managed to get through all this via a team. So um, that's a lot of support from the UTS um, colleagues mm. to get all this across the lines while helping the students who um, study under very challenging uh, few years, I would say, is because of COVID, to still yeah. continue with their study and, and be able to fo- focus on their study rather than all these administrative or um, su- moral supports or even uh, counselling supports that they might need to reach out. Mm. So we are very proactive. Yeah, so that's what I see is important for for my portfolio. I love that. I love um, I love that you're not just thinking about what's easy for the university, but actually meeting the students where they are at and making that work. I think that's um, yeah, that's I, I think that's quite a progressive approach. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well um, we're coming to the end of our time, but I would love to. Um, I'd love to fire off maybe maybe two more questions, uh, two of my favorite questions. Um, The first one is, um, you know, who is someone who inspires you in the education space and why? Um, I I would quote my um, PhD supervisor, um, Dr. Marcia Devlins. Um, She's someone who I look up to during my careers or looking um, into going into the university or education sector as a career. Um, I look for um, role models, um, put it that way, um, tell me that what really would be a good leader um, to inspire students to, to advance the sector as a whole. And she come across to me. I'm very blessed to have her as my um, PhD supervisor um, and she's really um, someone intelligent, hardworking, um, and someone who is willing to learn, create knowledge at her level, and share it um, very generously and, and help um, students who might need additional support here and there because of their circumstances. So it's that individual attentions, the intelligence, the integrities that really inspire me and says, look, um, that there really is a place that I could also be in and also um, carry on um, to do a little bit more for this sector. That's beautiful. It really sounds like she has that mix of uh, looking for the scalable solution, but also um, not being afraid of the, you know, the unscalable targeted intervention and being what she needs to be when the student yes. needs. Yeah, she is. Um, I think um, fundamentally, um, 
the fundamental questions of education, or particularly higher education, what do you want to achieve out of it? It's the um, the moral compass, the the intelligence, mm. the willingness to learn, and and I see it all from her. Oh, that's great. And well, okay, final question for you um, uh, for the conference uh, would be. Um, for what would be your advice uh, or encouragement for an international student about to begin their journey, uh, maybe in 2023 at UTS? What would be your advice? I think um, the advice is to come with an um, open mind, um, immerse mm-hmm. um, in the in the university, but also tries to immerse um, in the environments and learn about the Australian cultures. I think quite. Over the last 20 years, I, I would say is that when I see international students, we do have a big pool of students who, um, who for various reasons of shyness, um, kept to themselves. And hence, for they are not um, milking the full value of an international education, of learning and uh, different cultures, or mingling with people from different cultures, because Australia is huge in these sectors in terms of attracting international students. It's really a good platform to really learn and um, not just the, the hard knowledge, but the soft skill as well as to build that kind of networks that would be really useful when they go back into the career sectors and advance in their career. All right. that's, that's great advice. Um, and with that, Fionn, I will, I will call it for today. Uh, so we've come to the end. Um, Fionn, thank you so much for having a virtual coffee with me at the AIEC 2022 conference, sharing your stories, advice and, and visions. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks for this chance to um, share some of my thoughts. No, no worries. And, and for everybody uh, listening uh, to this in post, uh, this has been another episode of the Champions Coffee podcast. Uh, if you'd like to stay updated on uh, future episodes or go back into our backlog, you can have a look at LinkedIn uh, or you can uh, go to your favorite podcast platform and, and you should be able to find them there. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Fionn. Thank you very much, Ben. Yep, see ya.